Jordan Spieth has had a very tough year this year, and nobody really knows why. Um, he had a couple interviews. We've talked about it. I've looked at some of the stats, and so we're going to dig deep into the data and kind of figure out what Jordan Spieth needs to do to get a little bit better and hopefully make it to, to the Tour Championship. So let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Aaron Stewart from Data Access Golf. Thanks for joining me today here on the podcast. I appreciate it very, very much. So we've got the Northern Trust on and going. We've had some prominent players already be basically eliminated from the playoffs. You've got Bubba Watson and and uh, some of those folks that we've gotten used to see in the playoffs didn't make the cut. So essentially, they have absolutely no possible way to move up high enough where they can get into the next round of the playoffs. So goodbye, right? Goodbye to all of them. One guy that I've been really interested in watching this year, and I think probably many based on um, listening patterns on the show, there's been a lot of people who have been very interested in as to why Jordan Spieth has not been playing well this year. And it's been interesting in Greensboro last week, right? He had two really good rounds and then completely blew up in the third round. So those of us who follow that kind of thing are probably a little nervous for Jordan Spieth this week because after two very, very good rounds, he now goes in, you know, to this third round and we're wondering what in the world's going to go on, right? He was sitting there in second place right behind Dustin Johnson and now, you know, what's going to happen? Um, early results haven't been great, right? Last time I looked at the scoreboard, he was kind of struggling a little bit. Um, you know, a, a bogey and then a birdie to get back to even and then a double bogey. And, ugh, you know, you just kind of like freak out a little bit uh, for the guy. So right now it looks like Jordan Spieth is plus three for the day. So again, trending really poorly in this third round. So I listened to a couple of his interviews and some of the things that he's saying. And Jordan Smith is happy to talk about his golf swing, but he does it. He's got his own little idiosyncrasies when he talks about what's going on. And he's really been mentioning that it's all about his ball striking. So I wanted to pull up a couple things. We're going to look at the stats um, from not only this week, but we're going to look at his stats for the year and kind of see how those kind of compared to what's been going on. Now, his putter really came on and he was super hot there for a while. But it's amazing how much it's cooled off as of late. For for a while there, he was leading the tour in putting. He's now dropped to fourth. Still still a great putting year, but he's dropped to fourth. But listen to some of the this is for the first two rounds of the uh, of the Northern Trust, okay? So strokes gained off the tee, he almost got two strokes off the field. Off, okay, that's off the tee. That has been a real problem for Jordan Spieth this year is off the tee. But he almost picked up two strokes in that first round. Here's the interesting thing. He lost 0.07 strokes to the field in putty. Right? That's his game. But it still was good enough to get him off uh, really well. Let's see. He had uh, off. So tee to green, he was 2.4. So his strokes game total, he actually lost to the field, right, in putting. His strokes game total for that first round was 2.9, excuse me, 2.39, okay? Okay, so that's what got him in the clubhouse and got him about five strokes behind the lead. 
Then yesterday he goes out and goes crazy, right? Goes crazy, crazy low and shoots a nice little 64. So 67, 64. He only had one bogey last. He only had one bogey yesterday and he had eight birdies, right? A 64. So now let's look at his, his game. And this is what's crazy. Now strokes gain off the tee was, uh, you know, a, a real benefit to him in the first round. This round, he lost over 0.6 strokes to the field off the tee. So he lost his driver. His consistent play with the driver was gone. His approach to the green stats went up to almost three strokes over the field when it was basically zero the previous day. And then around the green was basically the same 0.6 round one to 0.3 round two. But here's what's interesting. His putting, right? He lost 0.07 strokes to the field. He almost picked up four strokes on the field putting yesterday. So he's talking about being more consistent. There is nothing consistent about Jordan Spieth's game right now. Nothing. Um, it's insanity. Uh, strokes, well, if you go uh, T to green, this was consistent, right? He was 2.4, the round one, 2.3, round two. So that's consistent. But he picked up over six six strokes on the field by having a worse driver and a way better putter, which kind of is Jordan Spieth's game, right? And I know all of us who play a lot of golf know that, you know, golf is like um, herding cats, right? You just, you can't get it all together at the same time. But day to day to have a tour pro struggling this much, much with so many different aspects of his game is insanity to me. And then if you look at what's going on today, wow. I mean, he's a stroke scan off the tee, basically nothing. Approach to the green, nothing. Around the green, he's losing one and a half strokes. Putting, he's losing a stroke. And stroke, stroke, strokes gained tee to green, he's losing one and a half strokes. To the field so far in this round, right, through the first nine, he has lost two and a half strokes to the field. Unbelievable. And then if you look at his driving accuracy, he was 71% round one, 50% round two. He's 85% today. 85%. That's his weakness. And he still can't get it done. Three over par so far to the day, for the day. So some of the things that kind of, and if we pull up his stats then for the year, um, these are quite telling as well. I, I haven't gone back to see in, in Jordan's heyday. I did it a, a couple months ago, but I mean, just listen to this. Strokes gained off the tee. We know he's weak there. He's losing half a stroke, an average per round, right? A stroke, strokes gained approach to the green. He's losing 0.24 strokes. So he's 184th on tour, strokes gained off the tee. He's 155th, strokes gained approach to the green. Now, strokes gain around the green, 0.332. It doesn't sound very good, but it puts it 18th on tour for the year. So very solid there. Strokes gain putting. We know I kind of gave it away, but we know that he's been leading the tour um, for part of the year. Now he sits at fourth at 0.775 strokes per round that he picks up on the field. And then strokes gain T to green. He's losing 0.4 strokes. That leaves him at 160th. And then strokes gain total puts him at 74th. Literally, if it wasn't for around the green and strokes gain putting, Jordan Spieth may be one of the worst performing golfers of the year, which is really hard to believe 
that um, around the green and strokes game putting, he has been relying on those so very much this year. Every other part of his game doesn't look good. So this this idea of, uh, you know, approach that he's feeling more consistent with his ball striking, well, the data doesn't hold that out. Minus, I mean, he's 155th, that his driver is more consistent. He's 184th. It's, it's, um, it's pretty tough to see anything um, being more positive right now. Uh, hard to imagine. So that leads us to the next question. And this is where I really wanted to get to with this. Some of the things that Jordan Spieth said yesterday about his game were, and, and then to see how he is so inconsistent now, has been really fascinating because he has, for a number of years, been very consistent. And now he's talking about getting confidence. He's talking about um, trying to be more consistent. And he realizes that he's not. And so the thought then becomes why when we are not consistent and when we are consistent, what's the difference? And this is where it becomes pretty simple as far as I'm concerned and as far as those who fall with, you know, in line with Fred Shoemaker and his philosophy is that when we are inconsistent, it's essentially, it's essentially just, um, it's a, a natural consequence of not playing your game and being, and being natural about it. Okay. So when we, t when we talk about propelling something, when we talk about, um, when we talk about uh, being natural on the course, we're talking about making sure that we are not consciously trying to control anything. And when you hear Jordan Spieth talk, and in these interviews, he talks about uh, swing thoughts. He talks about what he's thinking. He talks about trying to stay in the moment. Um, but when he says staying in the moment, he's thinking some kind of a swing thought. And when you go to the golf course every single day, and you, and you start to warm up and you are just looking for some, some kind of swing thought or some sort of something or other that's going to get you around for that day, then you're in big trouble. Right? If you cannot just trust yourself and let it go, then you're in big trouble. Because let's say you find a swing thought and this is the way, this is how swing thoughts work. You find a swing thought that's super, super interesting and it gets you out of your head because you're trying to, trying to focus on whatever the swing, whatever the swing thought is, right? Whether it's your weight transfer, whether it's your rotation, whether it's making sure you don't roll to the, the outside of your back foot, whatever it is, if that swing thought is so very interesting that it pulls you out of your head trying to control yourself and, and allows you to kind of hang out with what's going on there, you will play wonderful golf. And then we all assume that it was the swing thought that was making us play wonderful golf. Instead of thinking it was just us being awesome, playing wonderful golf. Okay, we do that in life all the time too. We consciously try to get in there and change, um, make ourselves do stuff when we already know how to do it very, very well, like in a conversation. Instead of just sitting there and listening to somebody else talk to us, we're in our heads thinking of what we're going to say in rebuttal or to top the story or do whatever. And that is a horrible way to live. It's a horrible way to play golf as well. So when we get out there and we're playing, and, and this is the thing that, that concerns me about Jordan Spieth and concerns me about a lot of amateur golfers, is you'll get out there and you'll find, you'll happen to stumble upon a swing thought that works really, really well for a day or two. And you think, you know what? I've got it. As soon as you think you've got it, 
based on a swing thought, you are going to be sorely disappointed within the next few days, if not the next few hours. Because eventually your mind does not, it is not as interested in that swing thought anymore. It does not pull you out of your head, right? So you think you've got the swing thought and it's, but you, now you just think that the swing thought doesn't work anymore. Well, it never worked in the first place. All the swing thought did was get you out of your head and focused on something that was real and happening in the moment to be present to. That's what was working. It wasn't the swing thought. You were working, not the swing thought. And that's the big difference here. Okay, so when you go to the golf course or when you're starting to warm up, don't try to come up with some kind of a swing thought to... Um, well, you can try to come up with a swing thought, but let's let's recommend that let's just say that the swing thought isn't the thing. The thing that's the thing, can we say it that way, is pulling us out of our head so we're not consciously trying to control our golf swing. Okay, so it's being so focused on a target that that's all that you can that's all that you see in your mind's eye. Or seeing a couple blades of grass that are moving in the breeze and that's all you're focusing on. It's nothing other than that. And I'm going to refer back again to something that Fred Shoemaker did with me that, that finally drove this home for me. And I've talked about it in previous podcasts, but it's so important that I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep repeating it. He saw me getting stuck. He saw me trying to think my way through a golf swing and I was having a hard time. I was hitting some real, some real clunkers. And so he stopped me and he said, look, I want you to start adding numbers. I'm going to call out numbers and I want you to start adding numbers as you're swinging the golf club. And then you have to tell me the total of those numbers before you hit the golf ball, right? And so I would get set up and I would get ready to go. And he would say, and then I would say, go. And then he would start yelling out numbers. So two, three, seven. And then I would have to say 12. I would have to swing the golf club and say 12 somewhere in my swing before I could look up and see where the ball was flying. It was amazing to me how well I could hit the golf ball without having a single thought in my mind except a, just simple math problems. And because my brain was so wrapped up in trying to solve this math problem, it didn't have the ability to try to control my golf swing. And then my golf swing became very, very good. So I hope that that makes sense. When we have a, when we have a tip or we have some kind of a trip, tip that works on the range or starts to work on the golf course, it's not the tip. It's the fact that we've taken our mind and put it somewhere that's so interesting that we've d distracted it. And we now are allowing our natural ability to take care of itself and just play really good golf. So that's the difference. And I hope that that makes some sense. That's what I'm so worried about with Jordan Spieth. He seems to be going from one swing thought to another swing thought and the swing thought's really interesting, so he plays well for a couple days, and now the swing thought doesn't work anymore because he's just not interested in it anymore. He thinks he's still using some kind of swing thought, but really it's just not working, and now he's back up at his head, and he's trying to control his golf swing consciously, and he's three over par through nine holes, right? So whatever he works on during the week seems to be okay for a couple days and seems to be interesting enough for a couple days, but that third day, it just doesn't work anymore. And now I'm sure that his confidence and he's is subconsciously worried about it and consciously worried about it and all that kind of stuff. 
and his now his swing thoughts and his triggers and all that aren't working like they used to, and it's got to be madly frustrating for him, especially for somebody who has been so good for so long. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of what I think's going on with him. I feel I feel horrible for him, honestly. I feel really bad for Jordan Spieth because he is such a good player and has shown us to be such a good player for so very long that to now suffer through this kind of inconsistency, it's got to be frustrating. And I think it's frustrating for all of us who want Jordan Spieth to do well and know that naturally he has the ability to do unbelievable things on a golf course and that he's just not performing up to our expectation or his. And it's just because he is now in his head. The ability is there. He's proven it. It's When he used to tap into it, he was unstoppable. So it really is just a situation with a Jordan Spieth or any of those higher uh, echelon players that when they get in their head and they try to control their natural, wonderful ability with the conscious mind, it becomes a total disaster. And you, you can kind of hear in his mind, too, this, is, this really bothered me. I, I heard this actually in a, a podcast that... Uh, that uh, Fred Shoemaker did a few months ago. I think it was on a show called The Brain Buster. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He's out of the UK, but it was a really cool interview. And I listened to that. And Fred talked about how most tour pros know that for them to make a major swing change, it's going to take about a year for them to actually kind of beat it into themselves. Right? Just work so hard, just brute force, change the way they hit a golf ball. And that is such a disastrous way to do it. Now, they have the time and the money and the resources to blow off a year of their lives in order to make a swing change. And we remember all the swing changes that Tiger Woods made. He, he was just pounding in these super unnatural um, moves to try to become really good at golf. And it's sad that there's so many people that play that way, where we as amateurs, you know, we're probably not going to practice as much golf in our entire lifetime that the tour pros can do in a year. So the chances of us doing a brute force um, swing change are, are impossible. To make, for an amateur to make a really important swing change by brute force using the conscious mind and repetition is impossible. It will take you a lifetime. But if you tap into what we do naturally, and that's that propelling motion that we talked about, and that's why Fred Shoemaker has us throw clubs and you know, throw a golf ball and all that so we can feel how our bodies naturally move. Well, if we allow our natural abilities and what we're doing naturally to overcome the bad habits and the things that we've been doing wrong in the golf swing, that's the kind of learning that can happen quickly. That's the kind of learning that really everybody should be using, but especially amateurs. If multi-million dollar uh, tour pros want to go out there and waste a year of their lives, brute force putting in a, you know, a move in their golf swing that's not natural to them, knock yourselves out. You've got the money and time to do it. But we amateurs don't. So the quickest way for us to learn and get really, really good at golf is just allowing ourselves to be awesome, figure out what it is that's different between our golf swing and what makes us awesome, and let ourselves, and basically let our natural abilities overcome our bad habits and become super good golfers. It's the only way that you can do it in a short amount of time. It's the only way you can do it. It's the only way you can change your golf swing over a winter. You're not really changing anything. You're just removing everything that's bad and tapping into what you already do naturally that's wonderful and balanced and natural and just awesome. 
Anyway, so that's a bit of a tirade, I know, but man, some of the stuff that Jordan Spieth was saying today in his interviews, and yesterday, I guess, in his interviews, and watching him again play poorly today, it's like super frustrating, because he has all the ability he's ever going to need, and to try to get in there and brute force change at anything is just ghastly, that he would waste so much time. I mean, he's, a, he's married now. He's a family man. I mean, if he tapped into his natural ability, he could have more time with his family and less time at the range pounding balls, trying to, to manufacture some kind of a change in a golf swing that doesn't need to happen. Oh, anyway. Well, that is the show today. Thank you for joining me. I hope that you are enjoy, enjoying the uh, Northern Trust. It will be interesting to see who gets in and who doesn't. Uh, just a quick, just a quick gate, a quick gaze at the leaderboard. You've got Patrick Reed with a two-stroke lead over Brant Snedeker, Dustin Johnson, Troy Merritt, which I really thought he was going to fall off. Shot a seventy yesterday, so it's cool to see him still hanging in there. John Rahm, Danny Willett, we haven't seen him in a long time. Max Homa, right? He was like going to lose his his card had he had he not won. Oh yuck! There's Ian Poulter, yucky yuck. There's Jordan Speed still sitting there at plus three. It's got him tied for 14th. Uh, Webb Simpson uh, with a little 67 today. So shot up the leaderboard, picked up, what, 20 spots in FedEx Cup rankings. So anyway, thanks for joining me today. I super appreciate it. Please uh, send in your comments. I I have gotten a few that I need to, to work back on and answer some questions. But I appreciate your comments. I appreciate your questions. I got a few really nice ones yesterday, and I I, super, I really appreciate it. Um, a couple of you said you were going to mention the podcast to your friends. That's awesome. I really appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. I do a lot of posts there on different scores and quotes and stuff, all related to golf. And then definitely subscribe to the podcast. And uh, we also um, broadcast all our podcasts on YouTube, so you can find us there. On SoundCloud, so you can find us there. And uh, we also do live on Facebook on Mondays, going over all the data um, and reviewing sort of how the tournament champion won. So any of that sounds interesting, please jump on with us. We'd sure love to have you. Until next time, this is Aaron Stewart saying better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.